here may 21st 2020 we got sports we got beer we got a marietta brewing legend maybe might be a little premature but legend maybe daniel tronos joining us uh welcome thank you for joining us b how you doing brother i'm great we've got uh, a little bit of sports sports are a back bit. a little bit a little bit, a little bit. right we've got nascar UFC and PGA all gave us a little something. Give us a little bit of something this weekend. Um, and if there's one thing we can learn from this experience, it's it's going to be different. Oh, it's going to be different. It's going to be so different. Yeah, I think it's going to be different from a lot of things, right? Obviously, fan experience, like you're not going to hear the crowds. There's no, no cheering going on. Kind of weird. Um, dude, but I was really they cool. Gotta, they, no? They got to do loudspeakers, bro. They got to do loudspeakers. We're gonna have there's to. Like, you make a shot. This guy, Tiger, has to. Sh- <sighs> you got to do that. Like, bro. you got to do something yeah. to mix it up. And dude, even the broadcasters, yeah. the commentators, it was a little, 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 little iffy at first. But hey, I mean, it's just, it's just new, right? It's gonna be different. They're a little rusty. They're a little rusty. You know, they're, they're, they're not getting into it. Yeah. It's okay. Hey. It's okay. It's okay. You, have you been watching this KBO stuff? The, I've been watching more of the KBO because it's just pretty great. You, Bro, you watch these guys hit homers, it's like, ha, whew, I would love to the bat. But why do they get to do that and we can't do that in, here, here in the States? I don't understand the difference. Because of the unwritten rule, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You don't want to hurt the pitcher's pitch. feelings. Make better, so the pitcher can, you know, yeah, that's the thing that drives gonna me. Pull, I'm going to pull a Max Muncie. You know Make a better pitch or go get it out of the river. Dude, that was the best thing ever. That is the best comment ever. Dodger fan, you know I love that. And I'm not a huge Mad Bum fan. I really hope you didn't hear that because he scares the hell out of me. But regardless, yeah, just make a better pitch. And I am loving the bat flips. The the Giants set the rules, right? The Giants, they make the rules. They're the fun police. Yeah. They're the fun police. Stop it. We do have a little MLB update, I guess, maybe a little bit. A little bit. You know, we said last week it's – Look, we said last week it's going to be interesting, right? It's going to get uglier before it gets better, and it's gotten uglier. I mean, there's a lot of back and forth, and yeah, and I'm not too sure. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, so let me pause. Let me pause. So the California governor says that they he sees sports resuming, professional sports in June in California with no fans. That's actually positive. Uh, he made it sound like we were never doing any of this stuff ever. I mean, again. that's that's a lot faster than we thought. We said, what, 4th of July? Yeah, and I think that's just maybe for, like, the spring training. We talked about possibly being at, like, the actual sites rather than in spring yeah. training. Um, the New York governor even said um, horse racing's back. My old man probably loves that. But horse racing's back with no fans. And he said that baseball is up to actually um, MLB, not the state. So I don't, yeah. know, how, I don't know how that works. That's going to be interesting how that plays out but this there's is what i would no, there's gonna be so much that has to go into this i mean both it's, sides have to agree i mean they're talking about i mean players being in the stands for games like that's just that's how much social distancing they want i mean if everybody is okay if everybody tests positive or sorry negative negative if, yeah we don't want positive tests everybody no. test negative why do we need to sit six feet apart 
what do they think is different when they're in the clubhouse or what i mean do they think yeah. i mean i heard i also heard a crazy rumor that there's no post game showers are you kidding me have you smelt a catcher after say, a game yeah. have you I mean, smelt the guy with pads on that sits behind the plate and catches nine innings a game no you haven't smelled that guy that guy stinks Sorry, I love all my catchers. You guys are the best brains of the game, but you guys stink. I mean, let's be honest. No one's getting past that. It is what it is at that point. We've got a shot. I mean, we're six feet apart. The showers are six feet apart. Like, dude, who is getting closer than six feet in a shower to another dude? And I mean, we got soap. Just wash everything, dude. You're, you're good. You're, you're clean the run off. Problem solved. We're just solving problems here, MLB. No oh. big deal. You're welcome, Manfred. But I think this is where it gets. This is this is what I think is going to get weird. And I want to I want to get your take because you've spent. I mean, you've been in business for 16 years. It's uh, a long time. I'd say it's more than I've been in the business. So, <laughs> but there's a lot going on. And, and I think the last thing we saw is we're going to see a lot of this stuff play out in the media. And I don't know if that's just the media being the media, but they're saying there's stipulations to what they agreed on as far as the prorated pay. Have you seen what the, what the owners I, said, I, basically? I haven't seen any of it, no. So they're saying that the prorated um salaries based on the amount of games that they would get was only if fans are in the stands so economic feasibility is the word they used in their in the contract so now they're saying that they want to renegotiate that 50 50 deal yeah because fans won't be in the stand and they're going to lose more money because of that what what say you what's your take on that buddy oh man so you're asking guys who make you the money that you're paying to make you money to take a pay cut because of something that nobody has control over. That's my thought. I mean, these guys go out here. These guys are the, the players are the reason why people come to the game. They don't come for the owner. They don't come for the beer. No. They can get the beer somewhere else. Obviously it. it's nice to have a beer, right? at a game or hot dog or, or whatever, but you come to watch the show and who puts on the show? The athletes the guys do. in the uniform, yeah. the players do. So guess who should get paid? The players, owners, guess what? I love you all. You guys are giving me jobs. <laughs> you guys have way more money than everybody else. And you're going to continue to make it after this year. Yeah. And, and I think, Look, I'll give you my two senses with just some, some Joe Schmo, but this is, it's simple, right? Owners, this is the year you, you're going to take, it's going to be in the red. Sorry. Give the players what they want. Give them the money. Unless you're going to travel, unless you're going to be the one taking all the risks, unless you do all those other things and putting yourself at in harm's way or whatever you want to call it, just like they're going to do. You're, I'm sorry, but this is the year you're going to take the L. And guess what? You'll, make, you'll be back to your 10 billion dollars 11 billion dollars in revenues in the coming years but don't, don't worry we took the l in the last cba so it doesn't matter take the l now yeah just take the l now take the l now so that leads me to this what give me a percentage or like one out of ten whatever i don't know what's easier for you i'm a percentage guy what's the percentage we have a season this year 100 percent. yeah i I agree. I don't think there, there's too much to lose on both sides. Both sides, 100%. I mean, yes, guys are getting paid right now, but owners are going to lose billions of dollars. And, I mean, players with big contracts are going to lose millions. 
right? And even guys that are trying to make a name for themselves or guys that are like myself who, who don't have a whole lot of time left in the game, we're not making money. We're not supporting our family. You know, I have tough, you know, yes, we've saved some money. We, we have some saved up, but how are we supposed to feed our our kids or, or you know, our family, you know? So I see it coming back 100% because there's there's too much to lose, 100%, way too much to lose. And who doesn't want to watch baseball? Everybody yeah. wants to watch baseball. And, you know, you see all these businesses opening up right now. Over the next two weeks, you're going to see even more businesses open up. I mean, it's it's inevitable. Baseball's coming back. Yeah. You heard it from me first. Baseball <laughs> is coming back. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It's 100%, it's 100%. Both sides have way too much to lose. They still have a week or two, I think, really, to iron out what they need to iron out and get it straightened out. So you have a good three weeks, say, four weeks of spring training um, to start games by July. So I think this is just still the, the ugly, right? You're still, still in the ugly. 100%. Yeah. So – Sports Illustrated had an – did I even say that right? Sports Illustrated. SI. SI had an awesome article. Thank you. Good. Well done, sir. Um, had a great article on um, the MILB, the minor league system, yeah. and how, how bad this has really hit them just in the, the month or two that they haven't had games. Um, you know, the MLB is already going to get rid of 42 affiliates. We already know that. But I'm going to go really left field. You know, we'll use the baseball term. But is this an opportunity for the MLB to test out their, say, their own developmental league to where they can get rid of the minor league system? First, why are you going left field? Why don't you go right field? Why don't you go to the I right? like to pull the ball. No one's going to right field, dude. No one likes oppo. You got to go oppo. Yeah, it's more, more impressive if you can go oppo taka. I'm not going oppo taka. Maybe <laughs> in a wiffle ball game, but outside of that, no. Um, yeah. They're gonna blow up the whole minor league thing. It's right. They're gonna they're gonna build their own development. I mean, you got the D league in the ba- in basketball. I mean, it's they're already gonna get rid of what forty two. And there's like a hundred and sixty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? and that's nothing. I mean, that's that's gonna be a lot of low level teams. Sure. Um, but that's gonna hurt kids' opportunity to play in the big leagues because less guys are gonna get drafted. Less guys are gonna make it out of spring training right you're gonna have to release more guys at a spring training yep um the only good thing that i see good coming of this is since there's probably gonna be less guys these minor league guys might get paid better that would you know what that needs to be fixed we talked about that already so we're not going to beat a dead horse but yeah the the minor league system needs the pay is garbage there's no there's no way around it yeah you know i mean it's you a, bro- know it's a broken yeah. system dude it's a yeah. broken system that's it's been in place forever it's it's one of those things it's it's kind of like a one of those unwritten rules that you don't talk about because if you want to play in the major leagues you suck it up you do it and what you, gotta uh, do. you get there and you, you like they say when i when i when i got drafted they told me like you're not going to make your money in the draft yes guys make lots of money in the draft but you want to make money you make money in the big leagues so get to the big leagues don't worry about the minor leagues um, and that's easier said than done because it took me seven and a half years to get to the minor leagues where I was working at Dick's Sporting Goods and working out Dude. while having an off season. So yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I'm not sure if I like it because there's only, I only know one way I grew up in the game yeah. and 
that minor league system is what I know. You you go to A ball, you go to you go to extended A ball, you go to high A, double A, triple A. You know, you hit every level unless yep. you're a superstar and you skip and you rake and whatever. But uh, it's going to be interesting. So you're going to see a lot more college guys going to the draft, a lot less high school guys. I'll tell you that. I was going to say you'll see guys going to college is what's going to change. That's the big difference. Yeah, which That's is going to hurt hurt guys. It's going to hurt guys. You're going to oh, see JUCO. Yes. JUCO. You're going to see JUCO come. Let's come back. Juco, yeah. I mean, not a lot of guys, you're not seeing a lot of guys from Juco anymore, you know, no. become dudes. So, well, after the whole draft and follow thing was out, um, I think guys, are, high school kids are going to have to go to Juco that can't get a D1 scholarship. And you're going to see a lot more scouting at D1, uh, Juco games. I like it. I love me some Juco baseball. The U, baby. The U. I love it. Well, uh, there's no better transition now at this point, but we've got the L. Like you group. said, the legend. The legend. He, he's legend. the man, the myth, the legend. I'm sorry. You can say <laughs> what it is. But uh, Daniel Taronis from 8-Bit Brewing. Um, couldn't be more excited. We wanted to get some beer on here sooner, but everything going on has been kind of weird. I didn't want to make it awkward for any brewers, but um, we're excited to give you some, some beer talk. So please, if you haven't got one yet, get yourself a beer because you don't want to miss now. it. Yeah, go get it right meow, but Daniel Tronus is coming up. Today, we are joined by the one and only, the L-head brewer of 8-Bit Brewing in Marietta, California. If you don't know who he is, you obviously haven't been there or seen any of the stuff they do, but uh, huge thanks, Dan, Daniel, whatever you prefer, but Daniel Tronus, how are you, brother? I am fantastic, man. Happy to be here. Excited. This is pretty awesome. Having, this is actually my first Zoom meeting. So nice. uh, our Zoom interview, if you will. So yeah, we'll call it a meeting. Um, yeah thank nice. you guys for having me. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, I feel like that's all I do, Zoom meetings anymore with the uh, business world. But uh, you already popped your beer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Because yours is way fancier than we got. That's for sure. Okay. Way fancier. And you know what's funny is if I had a lager, I would have opened the lager. <laughs> um, so I'm drinking 750 milliliters of a 7% Saison. But it's like mine's by uh, Rustic Ales, nice. uh, Darius. Um yeah, since they're shipping now, it's it's a little easier to to go a little wild every now and then. And this is a special occasion, <laughs> virtually hanging out with some cool dudes. So I figured I'd uh, get into something nice. I love it, man. Virtually it. hanging out. Virtually, love yeah. That's. It. I feel like I'm still at work, man. Everybody says virtually. Yeah, we'll have a virtual meeting. We're gonna do this. It's like, God, oh, God. Uh, what about you, B? What do you got over there? Got a little fly jack. Boom. Nice. You love that fly yeah. jack, dude. Oh, love it. He's literally in full shred mode, so he's trying to be fit. And yeah, I'm watching the cows and all that stuff, you know. Not here. I got As long as it's not a seltzer, I'm all good with it. <laughs> I need like yeah, I drink those. I drink. I, I was going to tell you to drink some right pool, now. Man. Don't don't go there. It's a, <laughs> I figured it's, it's a dark path. It's a dark path. I get path. it. I get it. But but I crush like seven to ten of them every time. So <laughs> there you go. I don't go easy. Like calories and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I got the campgrounds from Pizza Port. Nothing fancy. Was sitting there, and I just I had to grab it. So you want to since since he's ahead of us. I mean, his wouldn't make a fun noise, anyways. But you ready? One, two, three. Yeah. Wow. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Nice. So, so Dan, I mean, tell us how how did you get into brewing? I mean, I know everyone's got a story. What what's yours? So you know, it's funny. I feel like I told this a thousand times, and anybody who knows me is going to be like, I like they're probably tired of it. But I think Afterward. it's a cool story. No, no, it's a cool story. I, I, I love telling it because it's like I'm kind of a believer in like everything happens for a reason, right? Like, love it. I, yes, sir. I, 
it's super cliche, but I genuinely believe it. Um, so I was working at an engineering firm. My, I was in 2013, I didn't drink beer. Like I just couldn't drink beer in high school. I got, <laughs> it, was, it was a wild time. And I, I just, it got to the point where I couldn't, I, I just physically couldn't, I would make me sick. Um, so we were out and, and this story is going to get super long and I'm sorry, but I, it's You're important because it'll, it'll make sense. Um, I love it. So we were out one time and I was, I was a hard alcohol guy and my wife and girlfriend was into beer. She's always been into beer. So she ordered the beer. I ordered the alcohol, the hard alcohol. I think it was like a Red Bull vodka or something. And, um, bartender puts it puts the beer in front of me puts the drink in front of her and we swap it and they just clowned on me super hard everybody <laughs> i told you he had the mixed drink and uh so so they made fun of me so that day i went i think it was bevmo man i went to bevmo and i just walked down the aisles and i just picked up random bottles i came home with like six different bottles nice and there's there's a lot of different styles of beer i don't know any of them but i'm gonna start trying and i'm gonna figure something <laughs> out so um Widmere Brothers, their their Hefeweizen was oh, yeah. one of the ones that I got stuck on. Um, I remember Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was something that stood out to me. And then there was some barrel-aged like quads and some Scottish ales that that I really liked. It was nothing like a like a light lager. Budweiser was the thing that just <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so little by little, I started playing around with beer. And I would do that. You know, it's like each weekend I would get a few bottles. And a lot of them would end up down the drain because I just didn't like them. But sure. it was I was just experimenting with the palate. And um, it got to the point where my fiance, well, then girlfriend bought me a homebrew kit. I started homebrewing um, and I just fell in love with it. It was, nice. it was crazy. It completely consumed me. And uh, she was working on weekends then. So I actually, um, I looked for a, a side job. I was like, she's working on the weekends. I work Monday through Friday. So I'll get a, a weekend job and just kind of hang out. And I thought, well, how cool would it be to actually see the brewing process in a commercial scale? Um, and it just so happened that her friend was, it was like a friend of a friend of hers was, uh, they were looking for people for their new brewery, Electric Brewing Company. Electric, yeah. Um, so when, when Justin and Shauna were looking for somebody, I applied and I was just really, all intents was just, just to be behind the bar, serve <laughs> some beer, hang out. Um, and I was actually, I just bought my then girlfriend a engagement ring. So I was like, nice. this is how I'm going to pay for it. I'll use the tips <laughs> to pay for the ring and know about it. It'll be super chill. Um, and then it just consumed me. I mean, just completely took over my life. I, I, it was, I thought about it constantly and little by little, I worked my way into the, the brew house and, and I got a chance to, you know, get, get onto the deck and, and play around with some stuff. And Justin taught me just everything I could possibly ask to learn. And, um, it just kind of grew from there. So after that, I, I went to school and, and, um, then I landed at 8-Bit and I was given an opportunity to, 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 you know, kind of expand and, and and just try it out and see what i could do and and i think it's been going pretty well ever since i'd, I'd say it's doing pretty good and yeah i mean dude ape or uh electric i mean justin i haven't talked with his wife but justin's one of the just the coolest dudes around man just really love chatting with that guy yeah yeah um, so first homebrew tell us about it what was it was it gar because look i i've done it and i'm just impatient so that's my problem <laughs> I, I i ruined it it was garbage but you know, I know everyone's got a fun first homebrew. So what, what was yours? So it's, it's funny. It was an extract kit and I bought it at the, it was called Marietta Homebrew Emporium. And um, the guy would make his own kits and the beer, it was called, it was like Psycho Bitch Blonde, I think was the name <laughs> of the extract kit. Um, and I remember the reading the instructions. It was like, you know, you start your fermentation and after the 
vigorous bubbles stop in your in your airlock, transfer it over. I was like, okay, cool. So I poured it, I, you know, I, I cooled it down and I poured it into my primary fermenter and um, which was then just a bucket with an airlock. Yeah. And uh, I remember it, it's so, it was like, now I look back at it and it's just ridiculous. But basically what I did is when I put the lid on, air was obviously escaping because of pressure. So the, the, it, the airlock just bubbled off like crazy. And then once it stopped, I was like, oh, that's when I transfer it. So then I immediately <laughs> transferred it into my second vessel, um, which it obviously never fermented. And it was like, so I remember that first one, it actually ended up fermenting in my, in my second vessel. And luckily, I just didn't have time to, to do anything with it because I would have just thrown it in a fridge, but I didn't have space in the fridge, whatever the case may be. But then I realized it was actually fermenting in there. So then oh I continued it. It tasted horrible, horrible. I mean, I don't know if it tastes good, but um, yeah, it was a fun learning experience. After that, I went back to the store and I was like, hey, this could, I, I kind of, I think I screwed something up here. And he's like, yeah, you definitely did. So you go. And, and he was super nice about it. And he kind of guided me along. So my second was a brown and that one actually attenuated right and it was it was drinkable it wasn't good but it was drinkable sure yeah the first one's never great <laughs> yeah i don't have patience for any of that stuff dude i just want the beer and i want to drink yeah, it now no, I, I get it it's one of those things right like you we talk about because apit has the, the food component too it's yeah. like food you get an immediate return where beer you spend you know nine hours doing this one thing and now you have to wait at least three weeks for the result yeah. so yeah it takes a lot of patience i really didn't think i was a person to have said patience um but you start doing sour beer then you realize you really have some patience <laughs> that's, that's kind of cool. yeah those are a long Jeez. process right what's the process on a sour how long is that for us we have we're actually something i'm super excited about we just bought bottles to bottle and then bottle condition the saison so we Fermented it, so we brewed it October of 2017. Jeez. Early October 2017, it went into barrels that like late October 17. And then we just pulled it with January 30, no, sorry, December 31st of 2019. We put, Jeez. we added three pounds per gallon of apricots and oh, we're about God. to start bottling. So yeah, I mean it's a you know over twenty four month progress or process altogether, um, but it's it's one of those things that you kind of have to just let the beer tell you when it's ready, and nice. that's I mean that is patience, which is <laughs> you know it's funny too. We had fourteen barrels, and of the fourteen, six of them were just discarded completely. They oh, we God. waited two years with them, and and six of them just had to go because they were they were bad. You know we couldn't do anything with them, so. Um, those are the ones that hurt, but the ones that come out <laughs> really are special. So we're pretty excited. Dang. That's awesome, man. So you, you talked to us a little bit about your, your first job. Was it electric? Um, what was that like over there at electric? Dude, it was, it was phenomenal because I went in with no expectations other than just to have fun. Um, and then not only that, but the, the owners there, Justin and Shauna are there. They like to teach. So there was, there was the, you know, the, the part that really was no pressure, just kind of just do my own thing, have fun with it. But any time I would ask anything, I was always getting a really cool, deep answer. And, um, and they really let me grow as much as I wanted to with it. Right. So it was, uh, it was seriously the perfect place to start for somebody who was just getting into it. Right. Like they, they yeah. didn't, they didn't care that I didn't have experience. They didn't care that I didn't really know what I was doing. 
Um, it was my first hospitality job. It was the first time ever serving anybody. Um, so it was cool. It was, it was fun. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And one of the really cool parts too, is that I had exposure to the brew house and to the tasting room. So I was able to hang out with people, talk to them, get firsthand, like their, their firsthand opinions of what they were thinking. And we always talked about it. It's like somebody can tell you they like something, but you never get the, like the most honest response from looking at them, take that first drink, right? Like yeah. the first reaction is when you're really going to get it because it happened to me all the time with my home brews. It's like my mom would take a sip of my beer and it's like, Oh yeah, it's good. But it's so good. Exactly. <laughs> mom has to say it's good, man. So yeah, that, that was huge. That was, that was massive. And, and I mean, I, I, I was a communications major in college too. So I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy interpersonal relationships. Um, so it was, it was actually a really good experience to, to talk to people, hang out with people. And, and, you know, it's this sort of thing, this sort of interaction that I really, really enjoy. And I was getting that every single day, you know, serving the beer and then hanging out with people. So it was, it was fun. I liked it a lot. So there's no, there's no brewing school that you can go to or. Yeah, I did. I, did. I went to uh, called the Siebel Institute of Technology and it's a, it's actually a, an international, like, I guess, partner program, if you will. So you do a portion of it in Chicago. And then for your master's degree, you finish that at Delman's Academy, which is in Munich. Um, so I've done the first portion of it. I have about four and a half to five months to finish in Munich to receive the master's degree. But, uh, but yeah, so I was able to, to accomplish the, the, the U.S. portion of it. And while I was in Chicago, it was actually when Chris and Jeff of 8-Bit Brewing Company contacted me, wondering if I'd be interested in sitting down for an interview. So, um, so yeah, I was actually lucked out. While I was at school, I got more or less recruited. So it was <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I learned something every day, man. I didn't even know there was schooling for that. There so, we go. Uh, San Diego State does a really cool one. Um, Davis has an awesome program. There's been, I think, Washington – Washington and Portland both are implementing them. And you look at these pockets of breweries and the, there's universities that are starting to implement these. Like it's like a food science degree with an emphasis in fermentation. Um, Siebel was just, it's, it's a private school. It's, it's a really focused, really, um, really in-depth like crash course into just everything. And you have some of the greatest brewers in the world teaching some of those courses. So it was super fun. Um, one of my brewers, he's like my right-hand guy at the brewery. He's, it's me and Thomas. He actually just finished the same course I did. So we actually have, have awesome. two, uh, two Siebel grads at, uh, at Abit. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome, man. Was there, was there like a, was there like a moment where you're like, <clears throat> this is what I want to do with my life. I want, I want to brew beer for people. What, what, did you have that moment? What was it like? I think, I think I always knew I wanted to do, like i my dad's always been an entrepreneur. I've always, I've always known I wanted to work for myself, right? So mm -hmm. I think it was working behind a desk at, at the place that the firm that I was at before was fun. It was cool, but I, I loved hanging out with people, but I realized that that wasn't something I could do for the rest of my life. Um, so I think when, when you know, the, 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 the cliche, it's like, if you do something you enjoy, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Sure. Yes. It, it wasn't until at electric when it was like hey like we're going to pay you to do this hobby that you pay to do at home <laughs> like that was that, like, holy shit like this could actually become a thing yeah. like i could leave this firm and and do this and get paid for it so it i mean there wasn't that moment that you know just where it happened it kind of just like 
I kind of grew into it. I've always been a pretty, I like to say I'm spontaneous, but I, I really like to be, you know, calculated with my, with my moves or whatever it is I'm doing. Um, so it took a little bit for it to, to really settle in that, that, that could be my career. Um, but it, it happened pretty early on in my career in, in, in my trajectory where I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I mean, I was just having a blast with it. I couldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you're right. Electric. Then you talked about you were kind of recruited, right? More or less to go to eight bit. What was it that kind of made you make that move? What was, what was it that changed your perception or, or, or made you take that journey? Um, I think it was two, two things. It was ownership. Um, because they really, 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 they really let me be me, right? There is no, I, there's never, ever been a sense of you work for us, right? It's always been, you work with us. We are, we are doing this together. Um, so that is that I was going, going to have, within reason, I was going to have freedom to do whatever I wanted, as long as I, you know, wasn't doing anything crazy. And, and we, you, we were sticking to the ethos of 8-Bit, which sure. was, you know, just, you know, sticking, doing good food, craft food, craft beer. Um, and then the other thing was too, it was a challenge. It was, it was a, a newer brewery. It had a very small, very, very labor intensive uh, system. And there was already talks about an expansion. So, you know, I saw this like three headed monster. It's like you, you have the ability to do whatever you want as long as, you know, everything works out. Um, so, so the ultimate support from ownership, um, you, you have this, this monstrosity of a brew system that, that is going to take a lot of work, but I mean, there's no better way to learn how to brew than on something like that, because you really have to make up, you have to you really dissect problems and, and, and analyze things differently in order to, to make something like that work. Um, and then the idea of this expansion, it was like, holy crap, like we're going to, you know, then then this Ferrari is going to roll in and we're going to build out this Ferrari and we can really, really crank it out. So, um, yeah, I really, I really thought the challenge was kind of, kind of interesting. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not a bad deal. I, now I know you guys talked about kind of like, and this, I feel like this was a year ago. I learned about it kind of growing into some other, I don't know if it's tap rooms or what it looks like. I mean, is that still on the dot? I know there's a lot of wild stuff going on out. out you know, there. so up until up until before this whole this the, the pandemic and everything that's going on right now, the the idea has always been more saddle or tap rooms over distribution, over mass production, right? It's always been quality over quantity. So what what modern times and what Pete Support have done, I think now modern times did it in a kind of a different the the I guess the their their story went a little bit different than the way we envision ours, but it's multiple locations just to, to grow our, you know, I guess our footprint um, because what we sell ultimately, what 8 sells is the experience, right? So it's like, sure. we, we really believe that you should walk away from it with the, the beer should be phenomenal. I think the food should be phenomenal, but you should also walk in and feel like your, your, your money is appreciated and you as a customer are appreciated. So um, as of right now, our plan is to stay as ambitious as we've been, where we're being as optimistic as we possibly be, as we can be. And, um, and it's still definitely that direction. It's, it's more tap rooms and, and, and gastro pubs, if you gastro brew pubs, if you will, uh, yeah. in the future. That's, that's definitely right now we're, um, 
we're just taking this time to really get ourselves right. We're, we've been brewing a lot of, a lot of beer and luckily putting out a lot to distro or not to distro to, to, we've been doing a lot of curbside. We just started doing some shipping. So, um, so we're, we're actually brewing a decent amount and it's preparing us for when we do open up, we'll be in a pretty good spot. That's awesome, man. I need to, I need to roll by there. I was going to say, be, Brandon's beer, never dude. been there, dude. That yeah, place man, is fantastic. Anytime, man. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely shoot you my cell phone. Anytime you're around, yeah. I'm, I'm there more often than I'm not. And <laughs> five minutes away from the brewery. So please, by all means, it, I'd love to have a beer. It's kind of one of my things. I Now with the baby, it's a little bit harder. But even, you know, it's like on a Saturday, on a Sunday, I used to love to come in and hang out and have a beer and say what's up to people. I think it's it's really cool to be able to, you know, like, I, I think that's kind of what the craft beer thing is all about, right? It's like, you, you meet the people that are doing this thing that you, that you're, you're enjoying. So it's all community, right? I mean, it's the community coming together, drinking some beer together and, and hanging out, Absolutely. especially good beer, man. If it's good <laughs> beer, I'm, I'm going to hang out a little longer. So. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's great. So, I don't so know if, uh, how, how are you? Oh, go, go ahead, for it, Brian. No, you no. do it, man. No, no, you're rolling right, right where you right. wanted to go. Go for it. All right. Uh, how are you guys handling like all these restrictions right now? Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world and in Orange County and in California. But how are you guys handling it all? So right now, we we had to make the tough decision of just close, like close, just all food and everything. We we kind of put that on standstill. Um, we just we weren't sure what the response was going to be with with one of our biggest like rushes is that lunch crowd and with people the majority of people out of work it just wasn't gonna i don't think it was gonna make sense for us so we we really had to just like weigh our weigh the weigh the options and we we did our best to calculate as best as we possibly could so we said you know what we're just gonna close completely we're just doing just beer for sure um where we package everything we're we're now packaging everything in cans we still do crawlers and growlers um and we said for food the dark contribution or whatever we can do to, to, to ease people's lives just a little bit. And we decided to do essentials. So we're yeah. still using our, our chains of, of supply to, to provide, you know, the essentials just like rice, beans, um, bread, eggs, and certain meats and, and, and things like that. And we figured we could still, I guess, help in that way. Just, just pass that on to people. Um, but, but really the easiest thing for us and what made the most sense was just beer because we could do that with, with, you know, with very minimal people. I mean, right now it's, it's Chris and Jeff, the two of the uh, two owners, um, Chris's wife, Sarah, she comes in a few days and then Susan, the, one of our other owners, she'll come in and actually help on canning days. Um, and then we've we've got a couple of guys part time. Thomas is on, and and one of our one of our other guys is on right now. So with a very small group, we're able to to still keep up your supply. Just do curbside. There is no it just it wasn't going to pencil out to to do food, but at least we're yeah. able to keep grocery thing kind of going. Um, like I said, we implemented shipping. We we thought it would it was. I mean, if we could save some people some time from, from coming out and ultimately it helps our sales, it worked out. It's kind of a win-win for us. And, and we are selling a lot through shipping. We still <laughs> have a few distro partners um, that, that actually move the, you know, as much, they'll take as much beer as we can give them. We don't, we can't give them much, unfortunately. Yeah. We, we are in a good position where we can move some, but um, they've been with us through the good times and we, we figure we want to help out through the bad and, and it, we're all, kind of in this together and it's working out so far 
Nice, yeah. man. Yeah, so, it doesn't it doesn't last on shelves. That's for sure. <laughs> which is, yeah, I mean, we we're, we're blessed in that in that sense for sure. Um, I need to know because I want to come down. Um, is there any ETA? You guys going to open up? You guys are, any... As of right now, we're looking at June fourteenth. Um, that's the day that we have targeted. So one of the things we've been doing is we've never really stopped expanding, right? We've always been working on. So first the brewery was first our phase A, if you will. And then phase B was supposed to be our kitchen. We've been working on some restrooms. So one of the things that we've, we've taken on or are actually working on now is because the kitchen is closed, we're actually able to accelerate our schedule just by a little bit. Okay. So it might coincide where Riverside County says we're ready to open. We'll be ready to open with, with an ex semi-expanded kitchen um and be able to do a little bit more stuff we're 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 working on we have a pretty big space so we're working on spreading things out um we we actually before this happened we had just signed on to get bring in a few arcades so that's something that we're working on as long as we can keep it all distanced and and um and clean and sanitary and everything and people yeah. comfortable um right now we are projecting june 14th dang I mean, your space is massive too. You guys can, you guys can spread people out. There. Yeah, man, we can. That's one of the beauties is like we've, we've offered event spaces and, and event areas before, but um, with this whole thing, one of our things will be just creating the safest environment for, for people. And that means pushing events over to the side and putting that on the back burner until everything gets back to normal. But for now we can really spread people out and make people as comfortable as humanly possible because we do have a lot of space. So yeah. it's, uh, it's one of those that we, we do have a, a great location that allows for that. Yeah. So before all of this, <laughs> you know, I feel like SoCal, I mean, craft beer in general, but Southern California craft beer was just exploding. Up. Uh, can you, I mean, talk to me on what your take is. I mean, you, you're way more into it than I am. I mean, you get to talk to brewers across the country and collab and those types of things. So, I mean, what's your take on Southern California craft beer right now? I mean, I honestly, so I'm, I'm a California kid and I'm always going to say it. I mean, California beer is, I think by far the best. I, 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 they're, they're, we have some of the greatest beer in the country for sure. We, we did a trip to, to New York for uh for an IPA festival we actually drove across country. So it's my, it's Thomas, uh, <laughs> Jeff, one of the owners, and Thomas the Brewer, and myself. We uh, we rented an excursion, drove across country, and and brought the beer in person. Personally, we had a blast out there. That was phenomenal. I've I've that really opened my eyes to just how badass that scene is. Um, <laughs> but the California scene is awesome, man. I I'm I'm afraid of what the landscape will look like after this. I'm worried about breweries that that just can't survive this yeah because unfortunately the reality is that there is some that are just not going to be able to open up after this um but i really 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 hope that that's that's as minimal as possible and uh, i really do think I'm, I'm an optimist by nature i really do think we're going to be all right i think things are going to go back to normal i think people are still going to come out and support if 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 other brewers are seeing the sort of support from their community that we're seeing i think a lot of people are going to be okay i i really do yeah i i don't have a doubt that that we'll be, we'll be all right yeah i think you're gonna nail it on the head right i i agree i think it i'm concerned for those smaller brewers for those smaller breweries but dude even in orange county it's been insane like even like green cheek i mean they're big bigger breweries but they're i mean 
people are going out in droves and they can't hey, man, nobody's immune to this. you know nothing's guaranteed no one is immune to this but yet people are still you know people are still coming out and supporting i think that's huge man awesome. like, and you think about these bigger breweries i mean bigger breweries means bigger debt more people you know sitting on a couch and 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 somehow these guys are still making it and moving along and and, and doing well so no I, I i really do i really do think we're going to come out okay you know it's it's there's going to be the few that aren't, and, and it's terrible. You know, it's like the, for those breweries that can't package, you know, 60-ounce cans is saving us, right? We just, mm -hmm. in, in a smaller population area, it's not, you know, we're not, we're not in L.A., we're not in San Diego, where you just have clusters of people that are coming out for crawlers and growlers to go and stuff. Um, so luckily, because we have the four packs, that makes it a little bit easier. Now shipping makes it, it is adding to that too. Um, but yeah, man, I, I can't imagine if we didn't have 60-ounce cans, what, what life would yeah. be like right now. That's, that'd be scary for sure. Damn Rona, bro. Damn Rona, dude. <laughs> this thing is brutal. I'm over it. We're all over it, dude. I want to go hang out and drink some beer, play some baseball. Right. There you go. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully baseball soon. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, man. Yeah, so um, I got to know. Being being a baseball player, are you a sports guy at all? Do you, do you yeah, absolutely. enjoy uh, sports? I, I love sports for sure. We um, – so – baseball is one of those that I never really got into as much as I wanted to, but I loved, I loved, I love Petco park. I love, I love, I used to go to the angel stadium all the time um, with a buddy of mine and, and we, we, you know, go down to noble, go down to, um, I mean, I have, it's been forever. So green cheek wasn't around when I was going out there, but um, played soccer until I was about 27 years old. And I ruptured, I ruptured my ACL like oh, year, oof. like a year and a half ago. Up until then, I was still playing um, just like weekend leagues. I played a lot when I was younger. I played a little bit of college ball. Um, huge football fan just because that's an easy league to follow, right? You get eight, <laughs> and, yeah. and then you're good and clear. So uh, well, we got we to gotta ask you then, what's, what's your football team? <laughs> I am a supporter. I still – it's hard for me to say Los Angeles Chargers because I'm a San Diego fan, but <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one stings a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. That's going to hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> for them. I'm super excited for them. I think it's going to be fun. Hopefully, hopefully the season doesn't get interrupted too bad. Um, hopefully off-season programs and everything. I worry about players, you know, not, not being able to get into training and, and, and everything. I worry about injuries more than anything. The Chargers have never had good luck with that. But I worry <laughs> about the players that, that, you know, it's like that are learning how to be a professional and, and, and injuries happening because they're just not prepared like they should be. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm a huge huge Charger fan. I I've been since it was I think the first game I ever went to was in '95. So it was like a terrible season. They had just got their ass kicked by the 49ers. <laughs> that um, and then there were some tough years and there's been a lot of rough years. But uh, a, lot, a, lot a lot of rough, rough years. <laughs> Always fun watching them, man. I'm I'm. I'm a huge fan, but I would never let it get to me so bad that, you know, it's like it ruins my life. But it's not. It's not that <laughs> yeah. hey, you don't get any money out of them winning or losing, right? It's That's just, exactly it, right? just so disappointing. I still Dude. get to cheer during the game whether they win or lose, so I'm good. <laughs> it's funny that he talks about concerns um, with injuries. I've been watching the Korean Baseball League, the KBO, because that's all that's on TV right now. Yeah. And they're saying they're having tons of hamstring issues. Lots of guys are getting hurt, so – I mean, and they had a delay in the season, yeah, too, yeah. so there could be something to that. But you're, you're an athlete, right? And you play at a pretty high level. It's you – I mean, I'm sure 
players are seeing trainers constantly preparing themselves for these these games and stuff. I think if you don't have that sort of exposure, you know, it's not like you can just get into conditioning one week before before training and, and be right. You really – it's a year-long thing, and if you don't have that – I mean, these guys are – Yeah. And I can't even imagine, like, the sort of work that it takes to get them into shape. It's, uh, uh, it's definitely challenging. Obviously, you know, not being able to go to the gym for a long time has been challenging, but, you know, you find ways to get it done and – uh, prepare, I guess, prepare the best you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, nothing crazy. We couldn't do a whole lot, but <laughs> work out and stay ready, I guess. There you go. There you you drink go. beer. I mean, yeah, <laughs> baseball is baseball's an easy game to kind of prepare for. I mean, obviously not hitting or whatever, but no, I mean, if you think body about body wise, think about like the, yeah, I, I guess it's, there's some to it. I, I mean, I still think it's a, it's, it takes a mass amount of work and athleticism to, to be able to do it. Right. But, I think about those like incredible jolts and just quick twitch, just quick acceleration. I, I worry about people's like knees and tendons yeah. getting there. Yeah. Us old guys, man. <laughs> Body doesn't work the same way. That's why you're drinking the fly jack. There you go. There you Keep go. the cows down. <laughs> Keep it off the gut. I love it. I love it. I'm going to let Brandon run with our fire five. It's his deal. So what this is, and I think I kind of, I'm kind of stealing your thunder here already with the no, questions. So I apologize. Go I'm going to let it. you run with it. But basically you're going to get five questions. They're super simple. They're nothing crazy. You're supposed to answer them as quick as you can with the first thing that comes, uh, you know, top of mind basically. So, um, right. we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you to the wife and kids soon. I promise. But no this problem, is, man. I'm, this I'm enjoying the time. I still have a bit of beer. To, so I'm good. <laughs> All right, man. Here we go. Fire five. Yeah. The beach or the lake? Beach. Okay. Favorite video game growing up or now? Duck Hunt. Duck, Duck Hunt. Hunt. Nice. Classic. Classic. When was the last time you slept more than eight hours? Oof. <laughs> September 27th. <laughs> day before my daughter. The day before day. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> You just won $5 million. Are you showing up to 8-Bit uh, eight, eight the next day? Yeah, man. I, I haven't worked a single day in my day since. In about four and a half years, I haven't worked a single day. So, yeah, man. It's, hell, yeah. Awesome. All right. Last one. Good one. Describe your perfect beer. Light, refreshing, and nuanced. Dang. Think about, I, I really, you know, it's funny. What immediately comes to mind? Um, Arthur from Hill Farmstead is one of my favorite beers ever. Um, and when we were in New York, I had a lot of Palatine pills from, uh, from Dan Suarez. And, um, yeah, those two beers are just like magical. I, 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 <laughs> Jester King has a few of those that just like, you know, it's like you take a sip of it and, and you kind of have to stay, take a step back. It's so simple yet so deep and, and complex. Um, yeah, those are those beers, like, man. It's like it's almost like a romantic experience for me when I have one. <laughs> like, I I really Making... oh man, it like it like burns into my memory, like the deepest deepest core memory you can imagine. It's crazy. Guys, making love to beer, dude. I love hey, it. Man, it's it's nuts. I I uh, yeah, I it's it's pretty wild. Hey, if that's what you got to awesome, do to make the beer you make, man, keep doing it because that that stuff's fantastic, man. Thank you, thank you. I love it. Hey, you guys got uh, it's funny. We're this is episode uh, 007, and you guys have a 007 coming out, like, yes, we do in a couple days yeah. or next week, right? So, we're canning it next week. It's a triple IPA. Jeez. We uh, we went with these 
crazy hops that no one's ever heard of galaxy nelson and citra um, <laughs> yeah so yeah it's it's a banger man i'm super excited it's 10.2 um we haven't done a triple ipa in a while they're they're tough for beers because our system has you know, everybody's system has a few little quirks and limitations here and there so they're a little bit more challenging but uh they're fun and we're, we're super excited to put it out we haven't done one in a minute we uh we had fun with the art too so we took four different it's four different cans labeled okay. four different can labels per per four pack so that's um, sick. having fun with that yeah that's sick that was that's a great sick. game growing up oh yeah Dude, great game growing up triple <laughs> triple ipa i need that <laughs> it would put you on after that what is that a four percent beer you got right hey now? bro cheat day cheat yeah. day <laughs> full meal cheat days on sundays that's a meal you're right that's a definitely a meal um anything you want to tell i don't know the community or people or anything that you want to share with the people or you appreciate whatever anything this is your floor basically i think i think more than anything it's just like don't take this for granted right like just because your your local watering hole your favorite brewery or, or you know whatever whatever it was but had people in it before this started doesn't mean they're good now um and definitely support and it's it's super hard to say that right because there's so many people affected by it right as a business we're affected by it but there's also there's a ton of people that are you know either lost hours or lost their jobs altogether um and so it's really hard to do so but if you can please do um it's it's huge this is it's one of those things where the community is better if we're all strong right like we used to talk about all the time it's it's when you're in this community and within your city, if you will, or your town or your, your, your immediate area, if all the breweries are, you know, just brewing, just top-notch beer, just crushing it, that makes that town more appealing. So everybody wins because now people are coming into that town because now it's a beer town, right? So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just support local, support local, um, check them out. They, they need your support. They want it. And, um, and just hopefully everybody's staying safe and, and being good, man. We're, uh, we're like I said, we're we're pretty blessed that our community has shown tons of support, and I hope that everybody else's is too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Bro, he brought man. it back to to episode one. Think local, drink local. Think Go local, drink local, man. Go check out Eight Bit Brewing. Thank you, man. It's I appreciate. Be awesome. It. Hey, brother, we appreciate you. Thanks, man. Wow, I'm seriously like I learn something new every day on the show. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not I'm not as big of a, a, a beer guy as you are over there, Stumpy. But okay. uh, I mean, that guy he blew my mind with some of the stuff that he was talking about. And you know, as we've gone on and talked about, think local, drink local, help out these breweries any way you can. Uh, but that was that was special. That was very informative and very fun to listen to someone that has that much knowledge of brewing Dude, delicious it's beer. It's wild when you think about how much is in his brain about beer, but I am excited because we're going to go down there one day and you're going to lose your mind at how it's, it's, it's just the coolest space, man. It really is. Ooh, hold on. Oh, are you out? Are you okay. out? Are you empty? Well, I mean, that's perfect timing, right? We might as well just give everyone, why don't you give everybody a little sports history and we'll wrap it up. So May 21st, 2013, the Millville Meteor, Mr. Michael <laughs> Trout. He, uh, he hits for the cycle against the Seattle Mariners and becomes the youngest to do so in 84 years. Wild. 21 years old, man. 21. 
he's he's the best, dude. I've, I've, I mean, I've been playing against him since double A. He's the best, dude. He's the best we're going to ever see. You know, Barry Bonds, I always say it, one of the greatest hitters I've ever, I've ever seen. But he, Mike Trout's the greatest player I've ever played against. And, you know, just to watch some of the things he's done with power, speed, defense, I mean. He's fun to watch, dude. And I, and I don't even get to appreciate him like, like, like you do or other athletes do that have played with him or against him on the field and seen, like, really how good he really is. But just watching what he does is silly. It's silly. Yeah. And the person, dude, it blows my mind. Like, he's that big of a superstar. And the, the person behind it all, like, him as a person yeah. is, is the best part. Like, he'll do anything for you, come up, give you a big hug pre – pre-game and, 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 and talk you know no you know, hugs mike trout doesn't get the rona bud <laughs> he is immune <laughs> he, he's immune he is he is the millville meteor oh, meteors do not get the rona that's fantastic but yes youngest player to do so michael you are the best oh that's not a question he's the best and I'm going to say it because you just said Barry Bonds, but we're recording. It's the night of the 20th. He hit 714 in 2006, dude. Wow. And that, I don't know, the video, you watch it back and it's like, you forget how stinking good that guy was. Super good. I mean, I, it's, it's mind boggling because he, he could literally swing at one pitch and five at bats and he'll hit that one pitch out and he'll walk the other four times. And he'll walk three or four times. Yeah. It's insane. There was some silly stat. I got to find it. I don't remember what it was, but he, it's just, it blows your mind. Like on what he did. It's insane. It was, I saw a stat, uh, a stat, a stat the other day comparing Mike Trout and it was like Trout's career, uh, intentional walks compared to Barry Bonds's one of his seasons where he got intentional walk and Barry Bonds season, like doubled or tripled Trout's career. I would find that unreal. That's insane. Yeah, it, was, it, it was something crazy. Blew my mind. But Mike Trout, you're the best, bro. Love you. Oh, 100%. I love you. And I don't even know you, but I'm just going to say I love you. <laughs> hey, that brings us to the end. Look, we gave, we gave you all we got. We appreciate you all. We love you. We thank you. Stay safe. Stay Rona-free. Because we've said that more in this episode than we ever have, for whatever reason. Because the Rona's leaving. We're Let's kicking it out. It out. Get out of here. See I'm ya. kicking it out. See ya. Go, go. But yeah, that's all we got. And Brandon, why don't you bring us home with your favorite line? Stay blessed.